What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, at the moment, I am solo today. Um, not sure where Joe is. Uh, hopefully, he'll be joining me shortly. Um, I'm sending him a message. Anyway, uh, well, big news today. We're obviously going to be covering um, some of what's going on with this uh, Coinbase cluster fuck. Um, Gary Gensler is uh, once again um, rearing his ugly head. And so I've pulled together um, a bunch of the best. Uh... Hey, Joe. Hey, buddy. What's going on, man? Just, you know, we're live. Just... Staying busy, man. Doing the usual. All right. Um, just so you know, we're live. Um, What's that? Your, your legalize it shirt? Uh, my decentralize everything. <laughs> Looks like I said legalize it. <laughs> yeah, that too. Now the question that is, too. what is it? What is it? You know. That's it. That's it. Um, so I just ah. was uh, starting in on the Coinbase shit. Um, oh, good. Which is uh, obviously the news of the day. Uh, now overshadowing the overshad overshadowing the Binance shit and overshadowing the McHenry bill. But interestingly enough, the chief legal um, officer for Coinbase is testifying today, I think with the Agricultural Committee and the uh, CFTC chairman um, in Congress. So this could get spicy and interesting. We'll see. I, I'm not sure the timing on that, but uh, very interesting. It's also very interesting. Um, Gensler's timing on all this. Look, at the end of the day, I'm 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 kind of at the point where I think all of this is a big fucking PR stunt, um, and to designed to give Congress people and regulators the um, cover they need to um, to uh, to do more. And so, uh, you know, uh, obviously, um, there's a lot of scuttlebutt going on about this. So I pulled up. Yeah, I'm curious. What are you hearing? Well, I pulled up my um, my handy dandy uh, Twitter legal list uh, and did a tweet about it. Some of my favorites so far from the analysis. Um, but this is one of my favorite dudes, Jake Chervinsky from the uh, DeFi Education Front uh, Fund. He says, uh, I sense two reactions to the SEC's case against Binance and Coinbase. Number one, outrage at the SEC's underhanded tactics, open hostility, yada, yada, yada. Number two, Relief that the SEC finally took a shot and it's not really that bad and life and business goes on. Um, he says the outrage is justified for years. The SEC has failed to give useful guidance or engage in productive rulemaking, all while falsely claiming the law is clear and telling exchanges to come in and register despite refusing to explain how they can do so. This is ridiculous. And, and other people have pointed out that Coinbase has tried repeatedly, repeatedly to register with the SEC and the SEC won't even give them guidance on it. Like won't even talk to them about it. So um, we know that at the end of the day, the goal here is not to actually have compliant crypto. The goal of the day, the goal is to run crypto out. And, you know, I've said this a hundred times. I think Gensler's role is he wants to force grifter middlemen into this industry, just like it's in the equities industry, so that he and his buddies can continue to fucking make money off of investors when it's absolutely not needed in uh, in the cryptocurrency space. But anyway, um, he said, but the release is, the relief is justified too. Anticipation is often worse than reality. And that feels true here. It's good to get past the will they or won't they phase and finally get into the fight. The SEC doesn't make the law. It only makes allegations and can and will lose in court. 
Uh, Jake is a really smart uh, crypto attorney, um, works for the DeFi Education Fund, has been doing um, yeoman's work for a long time for this industry. And if you're not following him, uh, I highly recommend it. Um, and then we had this uh, Meta Lawman on Twitter said, breaking SEC sues Coinbase. He says the SEC alleges that Coinbase has acted as an illegal unregistered security exchange since 2019. But in April of 2021, the SEC approved Coinbase going public with a listing on NASDAQ. NASDAQ and in May of 2021, SEC Chairman Gary Gensler testified before Congress that under current law, the SEC has no regulatory authority over crypto exchanges. Um, and then he says the SEC should lose this case. Shizzy says the SEC is desperate. They showed their cards. They were all in on pocket twos. <laughs> I fucking love that. Yeah, that is great. I know. <laughs> he says, this isn't Gensler. This is the Biden administration. Gary understands crypto. He has a job to do. And he's a yes, man. I totally disagree with you, dude. He is yeah, absolutely too. incentivized for his buddies in the industry to make money off of this shit and he wants to control it and that's the path he's going down now he does want to become a treasury secretary according to rumors so this may be his angle as well but um i absolutely think that gary is riding um cowboy hard on this and i would guarantee you that he's consulting with elizabeth warren um, and he must be getting some sort of, you know, go ahead, do your thing, Gary, from the Biden administration. But I, I have zero doubt that Gary is not um, that, that Gary is doing this. And at the same time, we're going to talk about this in a minute. Thirteen other states filed against Coinbase today simultaneously for the exact same um, um, charges. So um, this was a concerted uh, attack on on. Crypto, uh, the goal is to shut it down as much as it can in the way it is now and get control over it for their buddies to, to grift on, on everybody else. Um, the most comprehensive breakdown is Adam Cochran. Love this guy. Um, he does great analysis on legal, also on some strategy stuff. Um, so he, you know what, let me turn on do not disturb on my fucking computer so I don't have to keep listening to it beeping at me. Um, and he does a great breakdown uh, of this. So I'm going to run through this real quickly, try to hit some of the highlights from Adam. I've only had, again, the fuck with these guys. Why can't they release this like the night before, you know, so I don't have to fucking digest all this shit in 20 minutes. Um, but here he, here he goes. He says, it advocates that since 2019, it's been an unregistered broker. Odd year to pick. Uh, he explains why in later on. But what changed in 2019 versus prior years also claims it's a clearing agency, which he, Adam says, is a stretch. Um, the unregistered broker claim for crime, Coinbase Prime as a prime broker for digital assets, it's still a weakish claim, but the naming convention hurts them. Claiming Coinbase Wallet, which is, this is the most disturbing part of this entire suit, um, that Coinbase wallet, which is non-custodial, is a broker because users can use DeFi is insane and new. They're trying to tie the 1% fee that Coinbase wallet is slapping on top of uh, decentralized transactions as uh, making them a broker. Now, Coinbase isn't telling you what to trade. Coinbase isn't executing the trade. The wallet is, is living on your local computer. It is not something that, it, there is no execution whatsoever by Coinbase. The problem with this is, is if this gets upheld in a court that 
this will really um, empower regulators to fucking muck about in DeFi and it will stifle um, uh, a lot of wallet production here, or at least the revenue models for wallets at this point. Um, so I guarantee you that MetaMask is going to join in on this and probably others um, because trying to claim that this makes them a fucking broker dealer is just, you know, absolutely insane. Um, they wildly claim that Coinbase made the calculated business decision to ignore the law, which given the public documentation of asking for guidance is laughing. I mean, Coinbase has been to, to the, to the regulators 29 times, I think over the last couple of years, repeatedly publicly requested it have been in hearings in Congress requesting it. This is total fucking bullshit, right? I mean, they're, they're just throwing the kitchen sink at them to occupy them. And I think with the 13 states joining in, somebody else in another quote I'm going to have later on, basically it's, a, it's an attempt to like, um, you know, make them spend their money. The other hand, you know, frankly, I think everybody is possible should be joining in on this that has any connection to it because I don't think the SEC has the resources to fight wars on all these fronts at the same time. I think they're hoping they get a settlement, they get some level of control, they get them to stop doing what they're doing, yada, yada, yada. So <clears throat> um, staking program started in 2019. That seems to be the linchpin here. So what he's saying is, is that they are putting in their filing that they started doing illegal things in 2019. And that's because um, from what it looks like, most of this case is based on the staking program they have. It says SEC is basing their case on this and trying to smuggle the weaker cases of assets in with this. That's why it starts with in 2019. Um, he said the staking case is admittedly tougher. The current model of staking, which is a direct pass through of rewards with variable fee, is probably okay, although novel and complex. Prior ones could have been more, so prior versions that Coinbase had could have been more gray area, which if is the case, is a fine and and dropping that offering. So basically saying Coinbase will just have to pay a fine, drop the offering. Um, they're seeking relief in the form of fines and dropping those services, but it's very different from the Binance case because they're not seeking to bar Coinbase from operating, which is good. Um, and Gensler, Gensler once again relying on an own definition of the Howey test, which no court has upheld, specifically saying it's flexible rather than a static principle. Let me get in on some comments here real quick. Niblet says, maybe Gary Gensler is a stealth pro crypto agist by filing a series of unwinnable lawsuits that will define common law since Congress won't establish statutory law on that matter. Nah, I, that's a nice wishful thinking. I don't think that's the case. I think it's all profit motive. Uh, Niblet says, one can hope there have been crazier conspiracy theories floating around. Uh, Adzi Double D says, long live DeFi. Thanks for joining us today, man. Glad to have you here. Love to see your comments. Um, Chuck says that's the very definition of a broker dealer, though. Taking a cut of a deal means you better be one. 1% 1 is a cut of the deal. They are broking the deal by facilitating the transaction, but they are not executing the transaction, Chuck. They are just providing software that allows you as an independent user to, to facilitate, to execute the transaction and the DeFi protocol to execute the transaction. You know, a broker dealer. Well, I, I shouldn't speak to this because I don't know the tech. Yeah, I wouldn't. That's a bit of a stretch that piece. Yeah. But a broker dealer is actually executing the trade on behalf of their clients. Um, Doc says, but what does stop what does stop doing what Coinbase is doing mean? Cease doing business? No, they're talking about specifically the staking offering. So um, Binance, the lawsuit was to stop Binance completely. Binance US shut it down and stop operating, bar them from operating anymore. Coinbase, um, they're not asking for them to bar it. Basically, they're asking for them to drop the staking service. So... 
Uh, Niblet says, check shot. And there are some common carrier arguments that could be made for wallets, a bit of a stretch, but not unreasonable. Chuck says they are brokering it. A broker dealer does not have to execute it. All right. Well, exactly. I'll take your word for it, Chuck. But um, Coinbase, after the installation of the software, has no execution at all. I mean, they're not making any decisions. They're not doing anything for the end user. So I don't know. I'll look up, I'll look up the broker dealership. So, well, that's the whole that's the whole tenet of the U.S. trade fi system. It's the FINRA registered broker dealer system. So, anyone who is uh, brokering it, they're not necessarily executing trades. Like Seabrook Partners is a broker dealer. Um, you know, anybody who like raises money and takes fees needs to be a broker dealer under U.S. law, with a few exceptions. I mean, that's kind of the rule. It's not about actually physically executing it. Uh, okay. Well, I just looked up the definition. It says a brokerage firm that buys and sells securities on its own account as a principal before selling the securities to customers. Now that is not a legal definition. That is a- No. And there's several, there's, there's several, if you look up, I don't remember what it's called, but you'll see there's more than just that in the, uh, in, in the, in the definitions. Um, because think about it, if you're raising money for a company, I mean, I guess technically you're, Here we well, go. you're not because Here's company's selling it. Here's from the SEC. Who is a broker? Any person engaged in the business of affecting transactions in securities for the account of others. Um, finders, business brokers, and individual entities that engage in the following activities. Finding investors or customers for making referrals to or splitting commissions with registered broker dealers. Oh, no, these are not. Sorry. Oh, these may need to register depending on the situation. Uh, finding investors for issuers, finding investment banking clients, engaging in or finding investors for um, investment advisors and financial consultants, foreign broker dealers, persons that own operator control, either electronic or other platforms to trade securities, plat persons that market, there you go. but that they don't own the platform that the securities are being traded on in this case. These are DeFi transactions. Persons that market real estate investment interests, such as tenancy and common interests that are securities, persons that act as placement agents, persons that market or affect transactions in insurance, persons that affect transactions for the accounts of others for a fee, persons that provide support services to registered broker dealers, and persons that act as independent contractors, um, but are not associated persons of a broker dealer. Uh, who is a dealer, any person engaged in the business of buying and selling securities for his own account through a broker or otherwise. So based on the SEC's website definitions, I don't think um, a wallet qualifies, um, but you know, we'll see if they can get away with it. And that's what Adam, Adam Cochran is saying. Um, let's see. Let me get back to comments. Let me get back to my screen. Um, ba, 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 ba. Mark Renton, welcome, buddy. VPNs for the win. Yes, absolutely, sir. Totally agree. Welcome to the show. Chuck says Joe is right about the BD definition, broker dealer definition. A finder's fee taken on a banking transaction set up between a lender and a buyer requires a broker dealer license in many cases. It is the bank executing the transaction, not the broker dealer. The SEC's argument is that it's protecting us against losing our money, but its protection is crashing my investment value. Who protects my money from the SEC's? <laughs> Chuck says it's not a wallet that is the problem. It's a business decision to take a percentage of transaction that makes them a BD. I, I, from what I'm reading, it doesn't necessarily the case, but I understand where you're coming from. So we'll just have to, we'll have to see how it shakes out. Um, 
Uh, Gensler in the contract, Adam Cochran says, notes that orange groves have been found to be vehicles for investment contracts. He says, Adam says, that's just not true. The contract to acquire rights to the future profit of the orange grove was the security. That never turned the orange groves themselves into securities. He says, that's securities law 101. That's literally the point of the Howey test. It's an it is embarrassingly bad that the chair of the SEC is so undervested in his own securities law that he thinks this is okay to put out. The next few sections highlight the requirements to register, although conveniently leave out that no one can register as a crypto exchange with them and that they've denied all attempts of entities to register as a clearing agency for crypto. They lean on historical ICOs as grounds for things being securities. Even if the ICO offering was an investment contract, that doesn't always mean the underlying thing is intrinsically a security. He says, this wallet case is aligning. This is the first time the SEC has said that a self-custodied wallet is a broker-dealer because it can help route a transaction. So the SEC is saying in the document that it can help route a transactions. That's nonsense and a slippery slope. Of course, um, it can't help route the transactions. It's a call. Um, he notes that Coinbase solicits customers for trades, which is true and only relevant if the assets are securities. So that's why Gensler today is saying they only have to prove one of the items as a security. And then he wins or he's trying to claim that. Um, he notes that they hold customers' phones and that's also fine. He says specifically they pick assets that had ICOs and tries to frame that as those assets intrinsically always being securities, not th something that is clear set in Howie or Reeves says, gives a list of assets they deem to be securities, all without having filed actions against those tokens. Says, assets were offered and sold as investment contracts and thus are securities. Continuing to advocate for this made-up Ginsler rule that securities have an intrinsic transitive property. <clears throat> Claims Coinbase was required to register but did not, despite Coinbase asking for guidance on this and never receiving any. Claims staking was unregistered securities offering. This is what the 10 U.S. states, oh, 10 states, not 13, states joined as well. Fine, give it a fine and close that out. I disagree, but this is a small issue comparatively. Uh, so TLDR, mostly focused on staking and a few assets. Asset components will be thrown out by any reasonable judge. Claims a non-custodial wallet as a broker-dealer will result in fines and closing staking at most. So he thinks it's a nothing burger. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. And, and, and that's the end. Uh, let's see. We got some more discussions going on. Uh, Sean says the end here is that we will be working through institutional portals rather than crypto native ones. We brought this on ourselves. Totally agree. And had, um, anybody in this space gotten off their fucking asses and gotten involved in the political realm in the United States, um, and had not aligned ourselves with one party over another, we'd be in a lot better shape right now. But now we have uh, put ourselves in a position of having zero leverage. So, um, Niblet says, is there an analogy with a poker table where the house takes a rake? Isn't the wallet fee like a rake? Maybe poker isn't the best analogy. I don't, or is the best is the, is not the best analogy. He says, um, Sean says, it doesn't even matter if they win these cases. Choke point one Oh, prove this point. It's the existence of the cases, not the results of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I definitely agree. That's an intimidation factor. <clears throat> Shizzy says the XRP case just got so much more important. Now would Gary do this if he knew the case was a loss? Yeah. He, he, he wants, Look, again, I think it's a politi political and PR strategy. I don't think it's a um, – I think the goal is to give more power to show how bad and horrible these horrible crypto people are. So um, now this is a thread on the wallet. Um, I didn't read through the whole thing yet, so we're going to read it together, boys and girls. Um, but he says um, – on first read, the most novel aspect to me, this is Meet TCs, also in a crypto attorney. Aspect to me is a discussion around Coinbase Wallet, namely that swaps through Coinbase Wallet, which Coinbase earned a 1% fee on, of certain assets constitutes offers and sales of securities. 
Um, most interestingly, interestingly, the swaps were not executed by the wallet itself. Orders were routed through DEXs. Effectively, the SEC is arguing a non-custodial wallet that skims a fee on transactions constitutes offering and selling the assets traded by that wallet, even though Coinbase has no role in that tra transaction other than providing the wallet software. This is very new and has wide sweeping implications. Basically, extrapolating this line of reasoning, the SEC is arguing that if you provide a wallet that can be used to acquire any token available on chain, you are offering and selling those tokens to users of the wallet, regardless of whether you actually handle any of the tokens and questions. This is a much bigger, bigger deal than anything else in here, in my opinion. Feels like they'll extend this to creators of all software in the ecosystem like other wallets, autonomous protocols and front ends, not operators, but creators. That's a potentially huge problem and a fight. So he's saying that um, if they get away with this, essentially anyone providing software in this space that actually allows a transaction to happen through that software is as liable as Coinbase is uh, for being an unregistered broker dealer, um, which, yeah, should make people nervous. Uh, one of my favorite attorneys in the space, because he's such a curmudgeon, um, is Preston Byrne. Um, but he talks about the fact that he told everybody this was coming um, and gets a little bit of analysis of the case, but not a lot. But the interesting case he makes is that, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the interesting case is that, that he makes is right now is the perfect time to start an exchange. He's basically saying that all of these existing exchanges that have all this past legal baggage from having operated for so long um, are in fact in trouble and will be distracted dealing with all this shit. But if you went to, which he says, the, the top country to go do this in right now, the United Kingdom, and started an exchange, because you have clear regulatory um, clearance there, and you can take care of registering, and it fits under their laws, I don't know those laws and how they work, but I trust Preston, um, that you, in fact, are um, in a much better position to actually start an um, exchange today in the United Kingdom um, and have a competitive edge from regulatory and legal clearance perspective. Now, you probably can't take on U.S. customers, but um, you know, as things shake out over time, that may be a possibility, and it puts you in a good position to have the customers of the rest of the world. Found that really interesting. If anyone in, wants to start an exchange, DM me. So, uh, you know. Anyway, I think that's really an interesting take by Preston. Um, oh. Uh, here's what Chair Chairman Gensler said this morning to CNBC. We don't need more digital currency. We already have digital currency. It's called the US dollar. It's called the euro. It's called the yen. They're all digital right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, this is just stupid as a stupid does. Um, Sandeep Naiwal from Polygon. Uh, you, you would think these fucking people would have some like half piece of sense, but no. Um, one of the founders of Polygon uh, is quoted in the Coinbase lawsuit, a tweet from him uh, tweeting about tokens and his effort to boost uh, the price of the token. Um, not just, just not a smart fucking move, people. Um, it just horrendously stupid. And I'm just amazed that people in this space are still this stupid. Um, he did that um, in 2021. So, um, you know building their case for them. Uh, this was interesting. In the hearings today, uh, CFTC chair uh, Benham uh, was asked so much of the discussion, uh, was asked um, how crypto can bolster financial inclusion. He said so much of the discussion that we're having today is about barriers to access and really a reduction in access to financial markets and business banking services, because it really is just a phone as opposed to having to go to a bank, which may or may not exist in your community. And then to provide a credit score and information and an address and all of those requirements that we have in our traditional system can act as barriers for individuals who don't have credit history to have a banking account. 
This eliminates many, if not all, of those barriers. So despite some of the actions of the CFTC, they continue to be, um, you know, our, I think, our only friend in the regulatory world at the moment. But, you know, who knows? Um, let's see. What do we got? Uh, la, 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 la. What did Niblet says, yes, this smells like a common carrier case. What's the difference between MetaMask communicating data to execute a trade and a phone communicating works to execute a trade. Yeah, and this may also um, cause Android and Apple to stop allowing wallets again, um, which may be an outcome of this if they're worried legally. Um, words, not works. Uh, no, Gary Gensler, the dollar accounting is digital. The currency itself is not. Sean says, let's not forget in all of this, making the SEC the bad guys, the awful behavior of CZ and Binance, a rigged casino. We should be happy this fucker is getting taken down, even if it's the SEC. Um, their, if their allegations are proven, we will um, all probably celebrate that happening at some point. Of course, the impact on the market overall is not so exciting, but somebody will fill in the gap and fill in the holes. I doubt very seriously the SEC is going to succeed in shutting them down anyway, um, but they will have succeeded at shutting down a U.S. exchange. And frankly, from what I saw in the document, if all of it's true, um, that's justified. The big problem here is that the goal of the suit against the uh, against Binance U.S. Um, is to also insert um, other regulatory claims into it. And so unfortunately, I think the industry is going to have to fight um, and file briefs on behalf of Binance um, in that case as well, unless Binance just settles and pays a fine, or everyone will just uh, rally around Coinbase and fight the fight there. I don't know, but we'll see what happens. Niblets, my coffee is especially strong this morning. <laughs> she says, this is all happening in Bitcoin. Just don't give a flying fuck. It's on its way back to 27K. You cannot kill what is already dead. Okay. Uh, TikTok next block. Chuck Sutton, you guys are missing the point. It's nothing to do with the tech of a wallet app. It is the business decision to take a percentage of a financial traction. This is a regulated activity. Well, again, um, we'll see. Um, but so far, I haven't seen a definition that makes it that. So, um, but, but we'll, we'll see. Um, well, well, I'll give you the definition is this one. It's the, the walks like a duck and talks like a duck. That's what well, they're going to say. <laughs> I, I that, but ultimately in a court of law, they won't get to make that point. Right. And, yeah, and they can. Law, it has to fit the legal definition of the regulation. So look, I'm not trying to be an attorney today. I'm just saying that um, this is a first draft. This is like a first filing of something. And we've talked about this in the past that, there's so much negotiating and stuff and pre repositioning that happens from here forward that, yep. you know, it's just a lot of this won't even become relevant yeah. um, at different points, but it will be, I, I just wish, you know, one thing I will say is I do wish that we would get some friggin' rules. Yeah. Well, that's all know? anybody's been fucking asking for. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, mean, but then Gary doesn't get to score his wins and he doesn't get to, to stifle the industry. Right. I mean, that's the goal is keep people from getting too big. So other people will be able to take over. And, and I think that's, look, I think that's the end goal here. But, but also all of his like cronies are some of the biggest investors in the space. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. They're probably you know, very happy with the Coinbase action right now. Yeah. But unless you're thinking, I mean, look, I bet there are a lot of people who are shorting it and I bet a lot of people are, are buying it right now. And I yeah. bet that you're going to see some of these other banks, you know, saying, Hey, maybe we ought to just pick this up now you know, when it's on the rocks, but what is it at right now? Like 50 bucks a share. It's off like the prices today. Um, it was off like 10% or 15%, but, um, but everything seems to be rallying back already. So, I mean, I would hope they would do the same. It'll be interesting to see how it turns out. Chuck says, Brad, I worked inside a broker dealer business selling regulated debt deals for three years. Trying to take a cut of a deal that you orchestrate means you better be licensed. I, I 
Chuck, I totally get your point of view. I totally get Joe's point of view that if it walks like a duck, it talks like a duck, it is a duck. I understand all of that. But at the end of the day, this relative to um, uh, the structure of this piece of software and the way it functions yeah. and the DeFi protocol makes this unusual versus somebody arranging a deal and taking a cut of the deal. So that's that's all I'm saying. We'll see what happens. Um, you know. No, you're right. That's a great, Brad. That's a great point. I mean, look, regulatory actions are always trying to keep up with tech, right? And they're always 10, 15 years behind. It seems like so. Um, you know, will should this then result in rules clarifications as to what is exactly this and that in regard to digital wallets and software? Yeah. I mean, that's the next hurdle. Um, given that they can't even figure out ICOs yet. I'm thinking we'll probably be talking about this in what 2045. <laughs> it's astounding to me. I mean, you yeah. talk about this all the time, Joe. The fucking ICO list they have—they could have—they could have been frog marching dudes into fucking prison all over the place, and and right. and collecting fines and stacks of Bitcoin. How many fucking ICOs did they let go? Like, just- it has to be like. A- Couple thousand, thousands, yeah. Easy, at least at least five hundred. Let's just be conservative. Five hundred ICOs in twenty fucking seventeen, and they can't even get to those, right? But and and ones that blatantly fucked people over, like yeah, blatantly fucked people over. And what do they do? They spend all of their resources on shit like Coinbase, and it's like that's what politicians need to be pointing out. Right. Go back through that. If I'm if I'm a pro crypto politician, I go back through the list of every ICO that fucked over people at the rug. And I'm like, yeah. hey, Gary, what the fuck happened to these people? What where what are you doing? Who are you chasing? Who are you after? Right. Because those are what this that's what regulation should be about. Go after the people right. that screw people over. Right. Well, but, you're exactly because look, this is not. I mean, I don't know of other than shitty customer service at Coinbase. I don't really know many people who've been fucked over by Coinbase. Exactly. I don't know any rug pulls. They got 130 exactly. billion in assets. Exactly. But you look at all these ones in the past that were legitimate or not legitimately, but specifically designed to rip people off yep. or the stupidest friggin' ideas in the world. And then people just decide not to do it after they take everybody's money. Um, those are the ones I'd be going after. And also the only ones they went at, maybe there's no law on it. I don't know, but the only ones they prosecuted were the ones that showed up to share what they had done. (laughs) The people who actually tried to come in and get registered. Yeah. And so now what are we looking at? I mean, I brought this up yesterday, but I'm really curious about the statute of limitations on those ICOs. Cause if you were doing ICOs in 2017, I think you're almost out of the woods. You might be. I don't know if it's completely five years. if it's five or years seven. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what I mean, I'm not an expert in that area at all, but I know that there's different lengths for different things. Um, I mean, even like isn't like hom- well, not homicide, but, you know, robbery and stuff. I think that's like seven years. Yeah, you know, know, so there's a lot of different ways to interpret this. But, you know, if I was the ICO folks again. You know, it seems like the strategy has been just to keep your head down. It's yeah. been the most effective strategy and stay out of the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, hopefully, you know, look, this is going to take a long time. Yep. And if Congress would step up and write some rules, um, it sure would be helpful. Yeah, sure would. But again, I think the resources spent on this shit is just incredible. It's a waste but, of time. Hell, in the last two years, there's 50 rugs they could have gone after. It, hundreds of rugs they could have gone after. Right. But but instead, they're doing this. Well, they didn't Uh, get off their ass until um, FTX. Yeah. 
Uh, okay. Gabriel Shapiro, one of my favorite attorneys in the space, is, says he says the probably the most interesting thing in the Binance complaint is the claim that B. We talked about this yesterday that BUSD is a security, a bit similar to the UST allegations, but this time for a collateralized stablecoin, emphasizing the ecosystem aspect um, as grounding an expectation of profit. Like, I, I, it certainly feels like a fucking stretch, but again. You know, if you're worried about um, rolling out, you know, Chuck talks about the fact that he thinks that a lot of the motivation here is to get control of this industry and then be able to roll out whatever coins they want for his buddies. And if you're if that's your goal, then you want to make sure that all the other stable coins get registered as securities. Right. This one also is going to probably force USDC to jump in, USDT to jump in uh, on the side of Binance because they're they're going to have to fight. They have to make sure that a, sta a collateralized stable coin is not registered you know uh yeah as a security so i mean that uh, just makes no sense yeah it's insane it's absolutely i mean there's insane. no expectation of appreciated value yeah yeah i mean that's that's the whole fundamental that's why things can be securities that aren't really securities in the normal day-to-day -day. if the other person has a perception that it's going to go up in value that's what turns shit into securities for maybe a moment i don't mean it does it forever yeah but that's why these laws are so weird Yep. Because it's you can write it as literally as we want, but there still is this subject subjective nuance about you know intent yep. and what people are thinking that is very hard to um, document. I think is the word. Um, so it's going to be. I mean, as frustrating as this is, um, you know, I'm really curious how you write the rules. Well, <laughs> and I think look, I think uh, Jake Chervensky's point is. Right, right. We're outraged over this, but at the same time, uh, there should be a sense of release of uh, relief eventually that this action's been taken because this is the giant of giants. These are the people that are going to fight them. Um, yeah. They're going to, you know, Coinbase is not going to fuck around. They're going to bury them in legal filings, and this may force congressional action. Right? Maybe the timing is great for this McHenry bill, even though it is an all Republican bill. Right? Maybe it's like, okay, holy shit. This guy is out of control over here in the SEC. You know what? Maybe we need to give these people some clarity. So I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with it. Niblet said Chuck Shotton, but if the fee is not for executing a financial transaction, but for data transmission, then this is a common carrier. So much gray area to argue with. Niblets, that's a red herring, says Chuck. They are taking a percentage, not a fee. Sean says, I guess we're not looking at that whole thing we keep talking about, like censorship, resistance, and permissionlessness. Um, rather, we want to play the legal and politics game. Unfortunately, mm. Sean, get your position on this. I really do understand that, you know, censorship, resistance, and permissionlessness um, obviously helps protect components of the industry. Um, but the fact is, is that, you know, as an American, um, not being able to get your money in and out of uh, crypto when majority of the ways we need to spend our money is really difficult. Things like debit cards backed by crypto, you're not going to get them here in the United States if you can't have an exchange holding your crypto for you. So from, from the perspective of our adoption and our industry here in the United States, it's really critical. It doesn't matter how permissionless the network is if we can't transact in the real world based on the crypto we've earned. So um, I get it. I totally understand where you're coming from on this. And it needs to be the focus of the fight. It needs to be unstoppable. It needs to be permissionless. It needs to be something they can do nothing to touch. But until it is accepted as a common financial transaction and real money to the rest of the 99% of the population doesn't even understand this shit, we got to have some way in and out. So um, Niblet says, Chuck Shotton, yeah, percent tries the fee to the transaction, no gray there. Uh, Niblet says, I would appreciate it if the SEC would ask Seafood to give me my money back. <laughs> That's great. That's great. 
All right. Wait, sit, wait who's in the uh, – no, it's Del Quan. Sorry. I was yeah. like, who's sitting in Montenegro? Uh, you Ooh. said over this article, UK considers crypto SAR to head up regulation. Uh, some legislators are hoping yeah. that bills drafted and passed within the next two years. Oh, that's cool. well. It's about it's about the mic. You know, they're recognizing that they're deficient to mica, and yeah. so they're trying to get something that works. And you know, when you we've talked about this repeatedly that with the London financial markets, I mean, in you know, in a post Brexit world, um, you know, this could be an awesome differentiator for the UK. Um, particularly for London to be, you know, a crypto center and have real regulations. Um, Cause it could be like a, a bridge in between like, you know, Europe, MICA and whatever's going on in the U S and, and again, an alternative to um, uh, Hong Kong. So, yeah. you know what they're trying to do. So th- I'd be going full bore on this if I was the Brits. Yeah. And it, look, I, I, I gotta believe they're sitting there salivating every time fucking Gensler files something, yeah, you know, it's exactly. like, the fucking Americans can't get their shit together. They're going to let go all of this financial transaction capability. May, you know, maybe the UK starts thinking, wait a minute, can we become a bigger financial center for the world? Right. Can we enable tokenization of equities? Can we start utilizing this technology? Can we make crypto a prosperous industry here? I mean, if I am, if I'm there, I'm doing that. I'm like, no, I would do it for sure. Fucking all over it. So I hope they do. I really do. You, know, you got to replace Russia, all that Russian money, man. Come on. Yeah. Now the only problem is the only thing <laughs> needed to do is make it easier to become a citizen. So um, uh, a couple of my buddies have a citizenship of the UK that, um, really? and they're American. Yeah. They will. I think if you live and work there for a while, then you can go through a special program and, and get another passport, the UK passport. Nice. These guys, these guys also have Irish ones from before, but um, then uh, and so I was kind of like, what would you do that for? I was talking to one of my finance buddies and, and uh, they just, they like the UK. Yeah, so, nice. you know, I'm like, all right, cool. But yeah, you could do it. Or you have to have the right dynamics though. You know, you got to be like educated and Maybe well Sean will just adopt us. Yeah. Daddy. I think Sean said he doesn't have a passport, so I don't know. He has to renew it. He has to renew it. Yeah. If I remember right. Yeah. Can he adopt us? Let's do that. The Sean yeah. adoption. I'm sure he's looking for a, a couple of uh, aging teenagers. Miners <laughs> <laughs> made more money this month. Thank you, Shizzy, says the miners. Um, Hell yeah. Lots more fees. Uh, good month for miners. Good stuff. Love seeing it. I'm happy to see that. Um, all right. A uh, little bit more news. DeFi Llama, because it's been a couple of weeks since we talked about him, is adding a, really? in a, a chat GPT plugin. Which I thought maybe you guys gonna, broke up. That's going to be some really cool shit. I mean, if you think about it, if they are yeah. plugging in and fine tuning for ever, all the data they have on there, the ability to fucking pull out data and reports and, and then using um, autonomous bots to automate against that, that's going to be fucking hot. That's, that's going to be, I'm, I of course yeah. signed up uh, to yeah. feedback because that's, phenomenal that's the thing you do um you know it's i was thinking about this again yesterday um you know the whole social media the the grew up with social media as native tech or smartphones as native tech that have shared all this information all over the place yeah. you know just think what these llms are going to be able to do crawling through that info i mean oh, it's totally. it's friggin scary to me yeah um yeah. what's coming next and so you know to me i'm like you know, because everybody I talk to is doing something in that space now. You know, everybody, not everybody, I'm exaggerating, but shitloads of people are building 
build an LLMs, show the people are, you know, building businesses around chat GPT, writers, programmers, you know, yeah. DeFi Llama now. And then all of them are going to be able to loop through all this other data that the data brokers all hold. Yep. So, you know, privacy is kind of gone for a lot yeah. of people. Um, yeah. So Absolutely. it's just, it's, it's, it's troubling, but at the same time, it seems unstoppable at this point. Totally agree. Uh, I don't think there's any way to stop it. Look, it's the, the open source nature of a lot of the shit around this is, is making it uh, uh, impossible to stop. Shizzy says, thank you for the block space for my Bitcoin frogs. Bitcoin is fun again. Sean says, shoot me. <laughs> hey, speaking of Sean, this Thursday, Sean is going to um, uh, share his point of view that everything in DeFi, crypto, all of the experiments have failed. All of them. And so I am actually looking forward to this. Um, it's going to be spicy. We're going to be on Twitter spaces. Uh, the links are in the discussion forum. Uh, you can also get them by following me on Twitter, B05Crypto. Um, but this should be a lot of fun. I would love for everybody that comments here to join us and come up and speak uh, directly uh, to yeah. me or to Sean and uh, tell us we're complete fucking idiots because that's, you know, I'm good. At these that. are the fun shows. These are the fun shows because we yeah. have to watch these two go berserk and then I get to just throw lob little pinprick bombs in there to like send them both bonkers. So it'll be fun, everybody. So make sure you're here for it if I can figure out how to use it. said <laughs> Pitong, that's Ribbit in Mandarin. Okay, dude. Uh, Shizzy says MXRC is a BRC20 token. Public minting starts today at 6 p.m. Eastern. Go to the Discord under ordinal slash BRC20 for the site. You just need a wallet and $40 Bitcoin. God damn it, Shizzy. You already got me in one of these and I did 32X. I guess I'm, guess I'm buying MXRC today. Um, or not buying, minting it, and then paying forty dollars. Which one did you jump in that you did a thirty-two X on? The XB. What, what was it? What was that, Shizzy? What was it called? XB. XB the one from the other day he was X, talking about. Zero zero XBT zero XBT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was sweet. But I mean, I only got, yeah. I only had one, so it wasn't that much money. You know, thousand bucks, something like that. Hell but, yeah, no, that's good. That's the way I play these things. I mean, when I'm like doing ordin or Oh, Ordinex or Ophi or any of that shit. Oh, well, that one's been rubbed, but everything over on the east side, um, you know, they all move like three or four X. You just get out. Yeah. And then it ranges back down. I mean, I'm kind of in, went back into Ordinex again, you know, but which, you know, I'm anticipating that trillion dollar market cap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, if you love the discussions and the silliness and the kind of craziness of this community that we get here on the show, you should be in our telegram because it's even more over there. T.me forward slash mission DeFi. T.me forward slash mission DeFi is the place to be. Um, lots of really smart people like Sean and Shizzy and Niblets and uh, Chuck. Um, and even Joe and I show up just to kind of. Okay. Uh, 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 watch for shits and giggles, but um, really lots of cool discussions, lots of topic areas. If you haven't signed up yet, you know, um, you can continue to miss out. That's cool. We, we understand, but really it doesn't cost you anything. We're not selling you anything. Uh, it's just a place for us to discuss and learn and engage and debate. So anyway, Niblet says, Sean is just angry to realize that BTC really is just an NFT in disguise, emotional rug pull. <laughs> Sean said it's the new blur, be, right? Yeah. BT is a new blur, right? Exactly. Sean <laughs> said he's ready to be hung publicly uh, for the show on Thursday because he said he yeah, has OXBT. 
And Sean said, Niblet's crying into my beer that the Ordinals people paid for via the fees. Ah, that's good. He's got, he's got that free beer from the fees. I love it. Uh, Sean, the mining operation. Um, okay. Wait, there was a couple more things I wanted to hit. Go ahead, Joe. And I was going to say, I just thought you'd appreciate this one. Uh, in one of my feeds and telegrams, like Gary Gensler says, recent lawsuits against Binance and Coinbase are, quote, pro-innovation, end quote. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm serious, right? I'm in like, one of these, like, you know, news feeds. Oh, let me see. I'm Blockworks. He's such a disingenuous people. piece of shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like, seriously? And is anybody going to call him out on it? Like, reporters? Like, when you're talking to this guy? Or do you just go, oh, well, we got to get Gary on CNBC, so we can't fucking offend him. Please. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. No, it's pretty funny. Hey, uh, I stumbled onto this project that has grown to 21 million TBL. I think it's in three weeks. Origin Ether, OETH.com. OETH.com, really cool concept. So it's the staking concept, but it's almost like an index fund, but they're actually doing the staking. So they're combining Convex, Rocket Pool, Frax, um, just holding some ETH, Lido and Morpho uh, ETH staking, taking the returns, bundling them all together. So basically diversifying kind of your ETH staking investment across multiple protocols, currently paying 5.78% over the last seven days APY. Cool concept. I'm confident that from this will come, um, it is fully collateralized, by the way, uh, from this will come uh, other um, other derivatives uh, from their tokens. So really interesting. People are piling in at a very rapid pace. Um, I, what, I, is, I, what is the URL again, buddy? I'm sorry. OETH.com. Letter O. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, Thank you, sir. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, good stuff. So glad to see it. And um, Raft, the stable coin uh, that I interviewed a couple of weeks ago, um, I'll put the link in the show notes, uh, launched yesterday. So this is the one where you can stake your ETH, continue to earn all of your rewards for your ETH, borrow against the ETH in their token called R, uh, which is a $1 pegged stable coin. So um, really interesting concept. I love seeing any new opportunities for tackling the stablecoin system and creating something that can function and work. Um, you know, I haven't, do I haven't taken any kind of dive into kind of like, um, you know, how, um, um, what, what are the potential downfalls or problems or holes in this, in this concept? Um, the guys behind it are actually have been in this industry for two or three years now. They had a very conservative um, um, yield platform uh, targeting institutional investors. They still have it. It's still running. It's just the yields are way down right now. Nobody's in it. But 19.4 million TVL in probably just right at 24 hours. So nice. um, impressive. People are piling into it. I think the, the industry wants to see uh, more of these kinds of experiments. So uh, good stuff. Hey, Sean, that's an experiment that hasn't failed yet. Um, it just started. <laughs> found, no. this, found this cool tool, but I can't remember. Fuck. It's going to drive me nuts. Uh, come on, man. Not early onset again. All already, already again. Oh, is that your Potsheimer's problem? Oh, yeah, there, here you go. That's it. That's it. <laughs> hold on. I'm going to find it because uh, uh, I want to do this right. Uh, this is a protocol or a platform called gas.zip. Um, and the idea behind it, I believe, is um, oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So all of this is for 
is um, being able to send multiple um, pots of gas to multiple chains simultaneously, right? So if you need gas for transactions across multiple chains, you don't want to have to do them one at a time, whatever. It's a cool little application to allow you to automatically send it uh, like five bucks to each chain, right? So all of those times where you're trying to bridge shit over and you need gas for this and gas for that and ETH for this and Matic for that, um, this uh, allows you to fuck around and do that. And it also does it for test nets for developers. So developers can um, get, the, get their test net um, gas tokens set up quickly and easily with one transaction. So I thought that was a really cool concept. Yeah, that is cool. That is very cool. Hey, you know, uh, BTC is back up above 26. Love it. In case Love anybody's it. interested. Yep. Fuck you, Gary Gensler. Um, Sean's, Sean's favorite token is moving strong today. Pepe's in the game. Pepe. All right. All right. I think Sean's <laughs> the biggest whale in that, isn't he? Is he the guy I know. We call him, million on it or something? I don't know. Yeah, we call him Tio Pepe. Tio Pepe. Tio Pepe. <laughs> Wil Uncle Joe. Wait, what was Uncle it? Joe. Wilfred, Wilfred Brimley. Is that what we were calling him? Yeah. Is that, what you, is that what you named him? <laughs> Wilfred, that's right. <laughs> we need that mustache. Um, this is cool um, because I don't think some of the other bond stuff has gone well on the El Salvador front, but I don't have all the details. But El Salvador's Volcano Energy secures $1 billion in commitments for 241 megawatt Bitcoin mine. Glad to see it. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool too. I mean, is anybody running them off of like geothermal and volcano zones? Yeah, that I know, we know that of? there are geothermal operations. I don't know specifically where and what, but I do know there are existing geothermal operations. So um, this one, yeah. well, this is interesting. Wait, it's called Volcano Energy, but it's powered by solar and wind? Huh. I thought the whole idea was they were building it next to the volcano for geothermal. Well, maybe it means it's solar and wind by the volcano. We're <laughs> <laughs> catching the hot air. Yeah, maybe they think volcano is a word that'll attract a lot of attention. 169, yeah, it must be. 169 megawatts of solar, 72 watt megawatts of wind energy. Computing over 1.3 exahash per second. Located in Metapan, Santa Ana, in the country's northwest. The government is, will play a crucial role in planning and execution has security preferred participation equivalent to 23% of revenues. Damn! Damn, the government of El Salvador is getting a 23% cut. Yeah, good that's, business if you can get it, right? That's fucking sweet. Yeah, yes, no, this my be interesting. Use my son. <laughs> I am the emperor. Here's a few. Let it be done. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Roger Kipling poem or something, you know, or, or one of those, like there once was a man from Nantucket. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Wow. All right. Uh, that's cool. Let me see. Anybody else have anything else to say? Let's get out of here. If not, oh, yeah, we got, we got uh, uh, Niblets, XBT3D, Sean. Ha, heads you win, heads you win, tails they lose. I love it. Sean said, just realized that I should be shilling my bags by sporting all this BRC stuff. <laughs> yeah, duh. Um, still, <laughs> Niblets says, I think we've all been trying to tell you that dude in the Telegram group. Uh, Niblets says, still watching from seeing an old YouTube of Kramer interviewing Holmes. CNBC is no better than TMZ. Ah, oh, yeah, totally agree, dude. Totally agree. Um, Niblet says, Sean, don't fudge your bag. Second most frequent message on Discord overtook when moon recently. Oh, 
Oh, don't fudge your bags. It's the second most frequent message I get. It. Uh, Sean says Iceland has lots of geothermal mining. There you go. Actually, that's some cool information that can actually, you know, not deteriorate our brains. Uh, and Chizzy said, "I'm pretty sure taxpayers of El Salvador funded it, though." I, I you know, know, I I, I feel bad. I, I uh, when I saw that, I started thinking of that movie, like the Ten Commandments, when the Egyptians, the pharaohs, are like building the pyramids and they have all the the workers there. I'm sort of seeing that in El Salvador while they're building a new Bitcoin mining facility. It's like, oh, oh, heave, oh. Hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. El Salvador and taxpayers. All right, man. That's all, all right. I'm going to hit today. I'm a little tired. Yeah, it was good, man. It was a good show. Good job on all that legal stuff. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, it gives a good all overview. That list you put together is solid, man, of like people feeding you intel on that. So. Yeah, I mean, and anybody can go look at it. You can you can just join the list. I don't make anything on it. So, uh, you know, uh, I posted in a tweet earlier. Um, it's in the Telegram. Um, sign up for the list. And then anytime anything legal breaks, I just go right over there and let the experts tell me what to think. Yeah. I'll add Chuck to the list. Yeah, no, I mean, a lot of this stuff is all, you know, still has to be, you know, it's like there's even in the regular old stuff, you know, like for an example, um, the real reason about the broker dealer thing on say M&A or capital uh -huh. is why you have to disclose it or be one is that uh, if you don't, then the actual buyer of the transaction, they essentially get a free put because then they can undo the deal anytime they want because the other group relied on a no broker dealer advisor and didn't disclose it. However, you have exemptions around finders fees and things like that. So if you're not, a, if that's not your main business, if you put language in the purchase agreement that says that they were advised by, you know, whomever and that you received a finders fee of X for it, then it's not a violation. There is no put there because it was disclosed. Right. right. Whether you have any exposure to, to taking the fees is another issue, but there's that exemption on finder's fees. If you don't do it regularly, you know, you can take down finder's fees a couple times a year. Um, you know, lawyers do it all the time. Um, and there's sure. also one other license you can do. And I think it's a section 179 license. That's predominantly for like business broker types and lawyers and people who aren't, in the business of, of that, but do sometimes collect fees and things like that. So some lawyers will do it. It's a, it's a pretty easy um, test. It's a, it's the light security license. Excellent. So there's all these gray areas that you could work around. And yeah. the problem we have here is we have that mess and now we're like duct taping on top of it, all yeah. new tech and a whole new financial ecosystem and how that fits with the old and how that'll work going forward. You know, it's all entrenched interests you know, fighting over rules to preserve their fiefdoms, I guess. Yep, um, so it's going to take a while. I mean, it's just going to take a while. Yeah. Um, but I don't agree. I'm with, I'm with you that I don't like the approach, the heavy handed approach right. of um, the head of the regulators right now. I think it could be much more collaborative or much more collegial. I, I think there's a better way to do this. To make sure that, you know, the bad boys aren't in it and you get control over it. Right. Yeah. But who owns, who owns Coinbase though? That's the thing. Right. You know, who are the biggest investors in Coinbase? I, I bet you're going to see all the names like Goldman yeah. and Blackstone or BlackRock or, yeah. you know, all of those types. They, they're all in it. 
Um, well, again, though, but you made the point. Maybe they're just trying to set them up for a dump so somebody that's waiting on the sidelines to buy it up. Can sure. buy. Yeah. yeah. But I, I wonder, he might be hurting his job prospects, you know, in the private sector yeah, with I those guys. So, so. But hopefully it gets some I, sanity here. I hope hmm? I see him on a corner begging for a Bitcoin. <laughs> I swear to God, I feel like I... I, I Lisa, well, we'll can talk. you spare a Pepe? Yeah, I... I <laughs> We'll call him, instead of Gigi, we'll start calling him Pepe. Or no, a meme <laughs> coin. Gigi. G-E-E-G-E-E. Oh, I like Gigi. That. I and like we'll that. do a meme coin like Pepe and, and let it rip. Exactly. Um, and that would be hysterical. I'd have his face on it. You know? Great. That'd be awesome. I, I would love for somebody to take that on, yeah. unbeknownst to, to me. That fight. Yeah, just make sure we get a little taste over here, too, all right, for the show. But um, Sounds like a BRC20. Yeah, yeah, Shizzy. <laughs> Shizzy in the house <laughs> but yeah it's all you know I, I hate that it's always fun to sort out these messes when everybody's making money yeah. it's never fun to sort out these messes when everybody's like huh going wait what <laughs> it was like, so you know I would hope that we get a little like you know there was something else I read recently on you know the FTX uh, Genesis situation where Genesis is just basically <laughs> Nah, we don't own them. We don't own 3.9 billion or something like that. What are you talking about? And so now there's these lawsuits flying everywhere and, you know, and, and it's just, you know, it's just going to take years to sort out. I mean, look yeah. at the Madoff stuff. Didn't that just resolve like a year ago or something? Yeah, exactly. Um, but it does sort. And yep. the frustrating part is we're so used to like things getting done yesterday now, that speed of, you know, that yeah. velocity of accomplishment, that these things are horribly frustrating. But, you know, Maybe the next guy who comes in there at the SEC will be the type of person we want who will, you know, concentrate on protecting Main Street and concentrate on enforcement and go to the Congress and sit there and collaborate with them and put together a rules system that goes into one of these bills. I mean, uh, that's what it has to do rather than just pointing fingers and saying all the crypto people are bad. You know, I mean, it's like it's stupid. Um, So that's just my two cents worth. We'll get somebody better. Um, we'll get out of these doldrums eventually. Because um, at the end of the day, the U.S. isn't going to let everybody else take it. Yeah, <laughs> Somebody's going to wake the frig up and be like, wait, wait, what are we doing? And, you know, recorner it. So, Or, you know, I'm just talking more about alts and all that, the ecosystem. Um, but, you know, look, BTC still keeps on moving along, right? Yep. So, still functioning. We'll see. That would be Sean's argument. Fuck all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like everything else is just yeah. feeding back up into BTC eventually. Yep. Um, you know, makes sense. Um, but anyhow, I'm all looking right. forward to um, Thursday's show. There's no like special, like the Twitter spaces stuff. It's not, you just come in and there's, it's in the invite, right? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not, I don't know if I put it in the invite. I'll send, I'm, I'll make sure I sent you the link, but um, yeah. it's just a Twitter spaces link. And when you come in, I make you a speaker. It's all good. Cool. All right. Awesome. Yeah. You right, bro. From your phone. You can't do it from computer. Oh, even better. Yeah. All right. Since I've been doing phone I, for a while. Gigi had a bag of Algorand. He seemed bullish on it a while ago. Gigi and the Mooch would be a great sitcom on Fox coming this fall. He did have a bag of Algorand, but what did yeah. he have another bag of we learned about? Uh, um, I don't know. I thought it was just Algorand. Was a, no, there was one other. Somebody who was in the news recently, he had a big bag of that too. Um, FTX. Algorand. Maybe that was it. Maybe it was FTX because he got yeah. he was advising them when he was at MIT, I think. 
No, uh, he was advising FTX, and he got uh, fees and at least crypto for it. Yeah. Well, so, look, if you want, if you want people not looking at FTX, what do you do? You give them something else to look at over here. Yeah, that could be a good. That's a really good point, dude. Because look at just the litany of sequen sequential, like just attacks on everybody since FTX. Yeah, they're all before bad. that they're, was yeah. barely nothing. Of really nothing they did, you know. Yep. Other than little enforcement actions on people who showed up to say, "Oh, I might have fucked up," and it's like, "Yeah, you fucked up, bro. Get out your checkbook." Yeah, um, exactly. But nobody else. So that that's a really good point. Um, that you know maybe that one does run deeper than we thought. Maybe or higher so. than we thought. So maybe so. Anyhow, maybe so. always fun to speculate. Thank you, Niblets. Thank you, Shizzy. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you. Who else? Mark Renton. Thanks for joining us today. Adzi Double D. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you guys. Love you. Appreciate you being here. If you're watching or listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please rate and review us and subscribe so we get a boost in the algorithm. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you click subscribe, click the little bell so you get alerted and make sure you smash that thumbs up so that we get a boost over there as well. If you have not yet, join our Mission DeFi, DeFi Lunch Telegram channel. That's mich, It's t.me forward slash Mission DeFi, t.me forward slash Mission DeFi. Thanks so much for joining us today. We'll be back Thursday with the uh, powerful, brilliant uh, Wilfred Sean Brimley uh, to tell us uh, why all of crypto is experiments are failures. Looking forward to it. Take care. See you, Joe. All right. See you later, buddy.